what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Jesus said it would be a time where there will be earthquakes in diverse places. A time when the heavens will be shaken. Great meteorites will fall from the sky, creating tsunamis so great that the topography of this earth will be changed. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. this morning turn with me please to the book of revelation revelation chapter 4 verse 1 as we continue our series in god's prophetic time clock revelation chapter 4 verse 1 john said and after this i looked and behold a door was open in heaven thank god for that open door that door was opened by the Lord Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, that door is the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. And after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you the things which must be hereafter. And today I want to deal with the things which will be hereafter. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for this honor and this privilege of being able to stand before these people today. I thank You for every person who has come out this way today. Lord, I pray that You will anoint me to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, I ask that You will anoint Your people to hear and to receive of Your word. May we all be drawn closer to You, deeper into Your word, and led more by Your Spirit and we'll ask it all in the name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen, and Amen. The Bible is the only book in the world that tells us what the future holds. The Bible is the only book in the world that tells us who holds the future. Sadly and regrettably, most of this world does not know what's in the future. What's even sadder still, the church does not know what is going to take place in the future. A few years ago, we did a study here in the book of Revelation. It took us two years to go through it. Of course, I'm not going to have the time this morning to go through all of that and all of God's people said, Amen. But we are currently uploading that particular series that we did our study in the book of revelation we are currently uploading that to the website if you'll go over to establishedinthefaith.com and uh, click on the podcast tab and then maneuver over uh, from there to revelation you'll see where we've uploaded several chapters as of right now hopefully we'll have it all up there within the 
upcoming months. But as I said, I don't have the time to go through all of it. I do want to touch on seven events today that you need to know about and be aware of. Dana, if you will, pull them up on the screen. The resurrection rapture of the church is the first one which could take place at any moment. The rise of the Antichrist is number two. The great tribulation period, number three. Number four is the battle of Armageddon. Number five is the second coming of Christ. Number six is the kingdom age. Number seven is the perfect age which is to come. And they're going to be in that specific order. I believe the rapture of the church, the resurrection rapture of the church, could take place at any moment. The question is, when is the rapture going to take place? I'm going to tell you when right now. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1 is where we believe the rapture of the church takes place. John said, and I just read it to you, Behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you the things which must be hereafter. Revelation chapters 2 and 3 deals with the churches deals with the church age. And Jesus told John, that voice told John, I will show you the things which must be hereafter. Hereafter what? Well, hereafter the churches. Hereafter the church age. There's no more mention of the church being down here on this earth after Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1. You see the church up in heaven represented by the 24 elders. Now, what is the rapture? We dealt with this a little bit last week. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. The apostle Paul said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Every person who has ever accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they died in Christ, their soul and their spirit went to be with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that physical frame has been buried somewhere. But there's going to be a resurrection. For the dead in Christ shall rise first. And they're not going to rise up as you remember laying them down. They're not going to be as you remember them, aged and feeble, needing these things. They're going to have a glorified body. Changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Corruption's going to put on incorruption. Mortality's going to put on immortality. We're going to have a new body. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain 
That's you and I. If you're alive, when the trump of God sounds, the Bible says we're going to be caught up to meet them in the air. I was looking at that word caught up this week. It means to snatch out forcibly. It also means to snatch out that which belongs to me. In essence, the Lord is saying, I'm taking what is rightfully mine. In other words, devil, you can't have them. The church is mine. Good grace and mercy. The Lord is saying, Brother Jimmy, you're mine. Brother Marshall, the Lord is saying, you're mine. Glory to God. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, there are several schools of thought on when the rapture will take place. Some think that the rapture will take place at the midpoint of the tribulation period. Others believe that it will take place at the end of the tribulation period. The tribulation period is going to be a time, friend, when you don't want to be here. It's going to be a time when God pours out His wrath upon this world of sin. Unlike anything He's ever done before in history. And the Bible tells us, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 9, that God has not appointed us to wrath, but that we should obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. We have several examples in the Old Testament where judgment was poured out but before that judgment was poured out God's people was saved number one was Noah and his family before the flood waters came upon this world and God destroyed the world of that day Noah and his family was on the ark and the door was shut, and they were saved. The other example that we have is the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot and his wife and his daughters got out of the city before the fire and brimstone came and destroyed those two cities. And if God got His people out, under the Old Testament, before judgment came. You and I today are under the new covenant. We're under a better covenant. How much more will He get us out before this time of God's wrath is poured out upon this world? Another point I want to take a look at, Dana, if you will, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 6, and the Bible says, And now you know what withholdeth, that which is withholding is the church, that he, speaking of the Antichrist, might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he, the church, who now letteth, or who now hinders, will let or will hinder until he, the church, be taken out 
of the way. Then shall that wicked, speaking of the Antichrist, be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. At some point in time after the rapture of the church, that wicked, the man of sin, the son of perdition, the Antichrist is going to step on the scene. Who this individual is, we do not know, but I do believe that he is somewhere in the world right now. Now, at some point in time after the rapture, this man is going to step on the scene. It could be a few days, a few weeks, could be a few months, might even be a few years after the rapture of the church. He's going to step on the scene. Dana, if you will, pull it up. Revelation chapter 6 and verse 2. John saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. That is the Antichrist. But I want you to notice something here. He has a bow with no arrows. Notice that. He's going to solve Israel's problem. Their problem right now is they want to rebuild their temple. But they can't do it. Because of the Muslim Dome of the Rock is sitting there where their temple is to be built at. And that's a problem for them right now. But when the Antichrist comes on the scene, it is believed that he's going to help solve this problem may even front the money to help them rebuild their temple. The world's going to think that he's the best thing that's ever happened. He's going to make a seven-year peace pact with Israel. They're going to think that he is the Prince of Peace. They're going to think that the Antichrist is their Messiah. Jesus said, I come in my Father's name, and you won't receive me, but another will come in his own name, and him you shall receive. And when the Antichrist makes that seven-year peace pact with Israel, that will mark the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period. Jesus said it will be a time of such tribulation as this world has never known before. A time when nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. A time of famine and pestilence. In Revelation chapter 6 and verse 8, we have a pale horse of death riding across this world. During the great tribulation period, as many as two billion people will die. Jesus said it would be a time where there will be earthquakes in diverse places. A time when the heavens will be shaken. 
Great meteorites will fall from the sky, hitting this planet, creating tsunamis so great that the topography of this earth will be changed. The islands and the mountains were moved out of their places. In Revelation chapter 9, we read where demon spirits will be loosed out of the bottomless pit. And they will torment men until they will beg and scream to die. But death will flee from them. At the midpoint of the tribulation period, the Antichrist will march into Jerusalem, killing thousands of Jews. Israel will experience their first defeat since becoming a nation in 1948. He's going to take over the temple and set himself up as God. He will give forth his mark that no man might buy or sell unless he have the mark. Right now, they have a biochip that they can implant under your skin. And you can run your hand across that scanner and money can be taken out of your bank account to pay for your groceries. And then they can scan it and the doctors will know what medicines you're allergic to. We have the technology. Years ago, this was far-fetched, but friend, we have the technology now. The Bible says that whoever takes that mark will be damned to eternal hell. That mark, in some way, is going to affect that person's mind, that person's willpower to where they will not except Jesus Christ as their Savior. That mark will be given, and those who do not receive the mark, they will be looked at as terrorists, and their heads will be chopped off. But Brother James, I'm not going to take that mark if I'm left back here. I just ain't going to do it. Really? If you can't accept Jesus Christ as your Savior now, what makes you think you're going to be able to do it then when your loved one is carried up and placed on that guillotine and the blade comes down and you're up next? Thank God we live in a free country and we won't have to see that here but there are some in this world heads are being chopped off left and right because they will not deny Jesus Christ as their savior it's going on in the world now at the end of the great tribulation period the antichrist is going to Gather all the armies, whether they have sided with him or whether he has gone off and conquered them by force. He will gather all the nations of the world together, gather them to a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. The final conflict, the final solution. He will set out to do what Hitler did. 
did in World War II completely exterminate the Jews. And in the midst of that conflict, Israel calls out to the United States. But the United States will not come to her rescue. No nation will come to her rescue. They only have one to whom they can turn to. And that is God. And they will cry out to God in that day. And the Lord up in heaven is going to hear their cry. And the Lord is going to say to His church, It's time to mount up. We're all going to get on a white horse. And we're going to come back with the Lord Jesus Christ at the battle of Armageddon. He will fight in that day like he did in the days of old. He'll speak a word and the armies of the Antichrist will just melt away. The Bible says that their eyes will consume away in their sockets. The battle of Armageddon, the Bible says that the blood will flow up to the horse's bridles about six feet deep, up to 200 miles long, you think of that. At some point in time during that battle, John said, I beheld an angel. Revelation 20, verse 1. I saw an angel come down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And friend, I'm going to have me a chair pulled up and a bag of popcorn, and I'm going to see that. Christ is going to set up His kingdom for a thousand years to rule and reign in this world. It's going to be a time of prosperity like this world has never known before. God's creation is going to be changed. The animal kingdom is going to be put back to like God originally intended it. And you can see a a picture up there on the screen, Dana, if you will, of the lion laying down with the lamb. Much of this world is currently starving because where they're located at, that area is desert land. But in that day, the desert will bloom forth as a rose and will become fertile to where people can plant their crops. After that thousand-year reign with Christ, and incidentally, you and I are going to rule and reign with Christ during that particular time. At the end of that millennial reign of Christ, that's going to set the stage for the perfect age which is to come. This world is going to be renovated by fire. It's going to be a new heavens 
and a new earth. And God is going to transfer his headquarters from the planet heaven to planet earth. A city built four square, 1,500 miles square. It's also 1,500 miles high. Our minds can't comprehend what that's going to be like. The biggest building project the world has ever known. Made by God's own hands. And friend, the invitation to this beautiful place that God has prepared. The invitation is given, Revelation 22 verse 17. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. Now is the time to get your ticket to go. Behold, now is the day. Now is the time of salvation. We're not promised tomorrow the invitation is given now if the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4200 you can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact Contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 